All right, another day. So today we're gonna to talk about how to instantly influence your buyer's decisions and prevent a race to the bottom price war. Um, kind of like we always wonder about what, what causes our customers wanna take them to trigger this sort of buying decision to buy from us. And if you're taking it back up, you guys remember when Michael Jordan was playing basketball and he had those, those Air Jordans, right? And I remember going down to, to the, the mall and I wanted to buy my Jordans and I was super excited. And when I took them headed down there, I went into the store and I'm like looking around and I, and I see the, the Michael Jordan basketball shoes, right? And I could have taken and gone in there and I could have bought, like they had all kinds of different shoes, right? I could have gone to Walmart or something else, but for some reason I wound up where they were selling these uh, Air Jordans. And I remember looking at them like, oh, I gotta have these. Cause you know, Michael Jordan, he's like, he'd come down the basketball court, he would jump, he would like jump from half court, hang his tongue out, right? And then, ah, oh, and he'd, he'd take and he would do a slam dunk. I'm like, that's my problem. I need to be able to do a slam dunk. What will help me get there? Michael Jordan will help me get there. And it probably has got some truth to it, right? Because then you get out on the basketball court and then you start trying to act and think like Michael Jordan. Next thing you know, you're going to the, to the hoop and you get your tongue hanging out and, and you're modeling what he's doing that's very successful. But I remember when I was picking out the shoes, thinking about it, and I could have, if I would have allowed logic, so to speak, just to rule over me, I would have said, no, no, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to pay that much for a pair of tennis shoes. I could just buy these other ones over here and accomplish the exact same thing. But it was the story. It was who Michael Jordan is. It's, it's like, it caused me to pay a lot more money to take and to buy those shoes. And so when you start looking at, and the question is, is how do you cause your customers to want to be able to buy from you? It all comes back to what was your story that hooked them, that got them connected to you so that you would be willing to pay more for their particular product. And, and that's kind of, that's, that's what helps take you out of, so to speak, a commodity. Because if they buy because they have a relationship with you, then how many people on the plan are exactly like you? See, there's none, right? And so therefore, it's no longer a commodity. And that's one of the secrets that like Russell will teach you is to escape becoming a commoditized product. Now, I'll give you an example of something that I found very, very interesting, okay? Now, I, let me see if I can share my screen with you a little bit. There, there was a, there's this girl named Natalie Hodson, okay? And uh, I'll bring that up and show you. Um, okay, so Natalie Hodson, where are you at, Natalie? Okay, this lady right here, um, I take and I follow her, I think she's fantastic, okay? So you got Natalie Hodson right here, and she was one time um, taking shooting a video, practicing training or whatnot, but it was it was a type of a fitness video, and once she was on that fitness video, she, already, um, she accidentally peed her pants, right? And it's because she ended up having a baby, and then after you have a baby, there's this word that I don't know how to say, because every time I say it, my wife says I say it wrong, but whatever, dias, I, can, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, what, it happens very, very frequent. It's very common among women that after they have a child that they end up having this slight, uh, lot, uh, I guess you could say, loss of bladder control. And so that particular thing happened to her. But because she came out and she ended up being willing to share her origin story, in fact, in the training, it was slightly public. 
and because they were actually, had, you know, they were filming it. Um, very, very, very difficult, right? Very embarrassing. Nobody's going to want to run out on the stage and announce to the world that they've taken and feed their pants. But because she did and because she became or allowed herself to become vulnerable, it allowed you and me and just women from everywhere who won't do not want to step forward and admit that they had that problem to be able to step forward and say, I get you and I connect. And because we connect, she was then able to just start crate ramping up herself. She's like, she went viral. And so one of the things that she ended up discovering is she, um, after you end up having a baby, her babies are like 10 pound baby. So her tummy was like clear out here. Right. And, um, it causes this ab separation and that's got another word that I don't remember really how to say, um, never suffer from my wife. I think she calls it diastesis. Something like diastesis in the house. There's a diastesis, something like that. Anyway, so she had this ab separation. And so then she ended up partnering with a doctor and, and just because the way she had positioned herself, the way she had, she allowed herself to be, so to speak, vulnerable and out there where these women could connect with her. When she took that product and she put it on the market, um, it's like a $37 ebook. In four months, she went from that funnel, went from zero to um, over a million dollars in a four month period of time. And it's, it's not like products and ebooks like that didn't exist. And it's not like those, those books are not available. But what it was is this, this woman stepped forward with this very compelling story that allowed other people to connect with her because she ended up becoming vulnerable to the point that the product no longer became a commodity, but it then became a connection how they could associate with Natalie. And then all of a sudden, overnight, she was quite, she, she, uh, it was able to massively increase her sales. Okay. She's actually happened this happened or this experience happened with her a couple different times. When she started out in this online business, she was a blogger. And I don't know that she was necessarily trying to make money as much as she was just in the process of blogging. And what happened is, as she was blogging, she would start talking about what she was doing and how she wanted to get fit. And, and so she would talk about it. But in the end, people, are, people ended up started, starting to hold her accountable for um, what she was doing. And because they were holding her accountable for it, all of a sudden she could no longer back out because it's not a willpower anymore. It's, it's the fact that people were holding her accountable and held her feet to the fire so that she couldn't back out. Okay? And, and as a result, it, it, it propelled her, perpetuated her forward because in the end people could connect with her. And so like, as you start thinking about this origin story, part of, part of what we're trying to do is to discover what it is that brought you on this journey. And, and that becomes actually very, very important. Now, when I talk about my origin story, um, my origin story is um, I was in, I was down in Tucson, Arizona, working at a missile company. Life was, life was good. Okay. Recessions came and went, never even noticed. It just kind of flew right past. Why? Because the, the defense industry, we would get these really long-term contracts. And so I would get a two, three, four, five year contract. And then we would take and work on it and build it and take it like creating a missile and building it and fulfilling your contract is not necessarily a super quick process. And so 
way it would work out is we would wind up with these very long-term contracts. And, and so like recessions, all that stuff, I never even noticed it. And when I, when I took and I relocated to Utah, um, for the life of me, I couldn't find a job. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Um, for the life of me, I just couldn't, I couldn't find a job. We'd already sold our house. I was living in my friend's house, you know, and, and trying to be accommodating to them because they were, they were, um, they were allowing me to stay at their place. And I was hoping it was only going to be, you know, a few weeks or whatnot, because I was going to quickly nail down this job. Okay. And when I, when I went there, I mean, the room that they offered me was their son's room. And it was, I thought that was very nice. And this, this bed, I remember this bed was, it was so short that when I would climb on this bed at night, um, my feet, I'm not, I'm, I'm five ten, Okay. That's not like extremely at all. My feet were hanging off the edge of the bed by, I don't know, six, eight inches. And, um, and, and it was kind of weird, right? But my feet were hanging off this bed and the bed was actually so narrow that if I went, if I rolled to the right, I would fall off. And if I rolled to the left, I would fall off. And so what I would do is, is I would have to, <laughs> I would take him on my back and I would just, I wouldn't move, right? I just laid there being grateful that I've got a place that I could stay for this temporary period of like a couple of weeks. But I would take and I would lay on this bed and I, and I, you know, I just wouldn't move. And so because, and I knew that, you know, I know that having somebody like me come stay with them, I thought it was probably inconvenient because I didn't want to be inconvenient. What I would do is I would wake up around 3 a.m., 4 a.m., um, and I would, I would take and I would leave and I would go, I would just go to work. And when I'd go to work, I would, I'd just stay there. I'd stay there till about seven o'clock, 7.30 at night. And I uh, usually tried to take and leave a little bit of time in there. So on the way home from, from going to work, I would always stop by the store and I would always just like, I would always think, well, like what, what, what things could I buy? you know, for my own food, but what can I buy for them that I know that they're going to really, really appreciate. And like, I know that the lady in the house, um, I know that if I can keep her happy, then <laughs> my chances of sur surviving at their house and her not saying, Hey Mike, you know, you need to, you need to move on. Um, and so my goal, like one of my number one goals was to keep mama bear happy, happy, happy. Okay. And so I knew she liked fresh green salad. And so every day I would stop by Walmart on my way home and I would buy fresh green salad. But if I knew of something else that they needed, I would buy that too. And, and I knew if they needed chicken, I would buy that. And whatever it was, I would always try to think of what they needed. But Mama Bear definitely needed green salad. And I would bring the stuff home and I would get home around 8 o'clock at night. And so then I would... I would take it and fix something up, eat it, um, and then I put the food and stuff in the fridge. And then the next day in the morning, when I would take and I'd wake up, I knew to keep Mama Bear happy, and I knew that she didn't like. Well, I didn't know at the time, but she, I figured she didn't like putting dishes away. So in the morning, I would always wake up and uh, I would go downstairs. I would pack my food, you know, for the day, and then I would, I would take and I would pull all the dishes out of the dishwasher. I would take and put all the dishes away. And I would leave her kitchen nice. 
every day I left mama's bear's kitchen nice. And then I would go to work, spend, <laughs> spend, I don't know, 16 hours, 18 hours at work. And then I would, then I would come home and I'd do the same thing, bring home the food and stuff. And I would put it in the fridge and stuff. But one of the things that I would always try to do is I could tell that they hated washing dishes too. Right. And so I'd get home. Like I would always wash all the dishes and I would put everything out way. I'd clean the counter. I'd sweep the floor, like the kitchen. Be Like I didn't ask for ownership. I took ownership of that kitchen. I cleaned it every day. I cleaned that thing every day, every Saturday. I cleaned that thing. And I always, I took care of it. And so mama never had to worry about her salad. She never had to worry about washing dishes. She never had to worry about putting dishes away. Like garbage cans full, I took care of that. I just took care, I always took care of all of it. And, and I did that because I knew to keep mama bear happy. But the thing that started happening is, is I continued to look for jobs and opportunities and positions. And for the life of me, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. The part of the problem was, is like where, where we moved to, where I moved my family to in Utah, there was no defense contractors and no aerospace company, so to speak in proximity at all. That, that would be a good fit for me. And so, cause I, I, I kind of live up in the mountains and in the end, I, I didn't have, I didn't have a solution where I could take and work and you know, I moved, I, it was like December 23rd or 24th that we sold our house in Tucson. And then I moved my family to Utah over the Christmas break. And then I came back to work uh, after the Christmas break. And I was there. I, I stayed in my friend's house on that little teeny bed until sometime, sometime in May. And then sometime in May, I just couldn't figure out, I couldn't, for the life of me, I couldn't find a, a, a position that would fit. And part of it, part of it isn't so much finding, it's not that I couldn't find a job, right? It, it has nothing to do with just finding a job. What it has to do with is I've got such a large family and I had to buy a home that could accommodate a larger family that I changed my economics. As soon as I took and I had that many kids and this much responsibility, what would have worked when I was single, okay? My wife is single, like when we're single when we're, or when we're newly married, two people, two incomes, like not such a big deal. But how do you take it? How do I step out and, and go get somebody to, to take care of all my kids so that my wife and I can work or I've got to take care of nine. I've got to provide for nine people and I've got to find a job that will take and do it. It's, it's like, can you see the problem? I like, I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know what to do. What I do know is, is that a lot of opportunities that would have been available to me were not, it's, it's not, it's not that I could, I think you get it. I think, how do you, how do you take and cross pollinate into a new industry where you don't have, where you don't have a track record um, and then demand that you get paid probably more than most of their employees get paid, even though you have like, so to speak, no experience in their industry. And so anyway, I ran, that's what I was running into. And so I just kept looking for business opportunities, opportunities I could create opportunities I could create. And I remember when in May, when I was talking with my wife and I'm like, hon, um, I, I've, 
I feel like I've been down here long enough trying to figure this thing out. It's been over five and a half months. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I mean, the only thing I can think of to do is um, quit my job, take and move to Utah, say a few hundred prayers daily, nightly, whatever it is, and then see if we can find one. And, and so literally I just walked away from a career that I had had a Raytheon for like 13 years. Um, I actually had got in, got into Raytheon, um, when they still had these pensions. Um, so I was actually in a pension program on top of a 401k program. I had, I don't know, four and a half, five weeks of vacation. Um, think things were good. Things were good. But under that a good environment is where I took and I built out a larger family. It's under that environment where our, our, our expenses greatly expanded. And so then I remember when I took and I came to Utah, just to be in, I was on the floor. I was terrified, right? And, and, and I would sit there and I'd pray and I'd rock back and forth. And I'm trying to think, how do I solve this problem? 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 And in the end, the only thing I could think of that could solve this problem is if I, I had to sell, like I had to sell something. Okay. Um, I had to sell consulting. I had to take into sell. It had to be something I had, I have to solve a problem that warrants a much, much higher amount of money. And I remember just trying, trying to find any, like it's kind of like when I was you like a cliff, you're you're climbing a, a cliff, okay, and you're you're doing rock climbing and you're on this cliff, and like it's maybe it's just maybe it's just a ninety degree cliff or, or it's just just sheer cliff, right? So you're looking for hangnails, these little things that you can reach up and that you can grab onto, and then this little thing you can grab onto. I mean, ideally, I'd like to be able to reach up and grab big old handles, right? Easy, no, it's no problem. Like going up a set of stairs. And I just place a foot and a foot and a foot. But see, this this wasn't that. This was like cliffhanging. This was using my fingernails, trying to grab this teeny little perch and then holding on to this cliff, hoping that I didn't take and fall to my death or fall to my my economic downturn or whatever. It was it was clinging to this thing, hoping that I would succeed. And as I clung to that thing, I started finding opportunities where I could start working and I could start working and I could start doing some sales. And that's what I've done since, since 2015 to 2019, it's just been sales, figuring out how to sell, sell this, sell that. But the thing is, is what I noticed is, is I would take and I would start, I would start, I would, I would finally get like, like what I would call a, a good handhold on the side of this cliff. And I would get a company and I would start selling for them. I start driving sales into it. And sometimes I would get tapped out in sales because they couldn't fulfill what I could sell. And they, I was like, God, how, like I'm ready. Like I can bring more, but you can't take more. <laughs> and that's probably, that was part of, part of what I ran into is I took and I sold and we, and they got anxious for it. And in the end, they couldn't fulfill it. In the end, the clients didn't want what we wanted, what we were selling anymore. In the end, then it took a collapse. And so, and, and I've, I've watched these businesses that I would sell for, like collapse, uh, probably, it's happened twice now, um, where these, these businesses ended up folding. And, and I was like, oh, you know, you spend so much time building up an asset. I'm like, I will do something different. I will build an asset 
that allows me to cling to something that allows me to scale, allows me to fulfill. Like I'm going to solve a significant problem here and which is what brought me into this journey is how I, I ended up discovering Jeff Walker. And that's how I ended up discovering his book, the product launch formula. And that's how I ended up discovering Russell Brunson. That's how I ended up discovering Ty Lopez, all these different guys is that I've been taking and following and I've been buying their products and stuff and, and learning how to get into this business because I, I really got sick of watching what I created collapse. And I, I'm tired of, I don't mind start necessarily starting over, but I don't want to start over because I, I couldn't put things in, in, in place that would allow what I was creating to like withstand some, a, a little bit of trouble. Um, and hence why I got into this. See, I kind of, now you can see like my backstory. This is, this is what allows somebody to become connected to you, okay? And part of, part of what I wanted to show you in this backstory is you've got to go back to the origins. What caused, what transformation, what event, what thing caused you to have this aha moment where you knew that the, the path you were on was in fact incorrect, that you should have taken and, and, and gone a few degrees to the right, maybe even 180 degrees, whatever, but it caused you to pivot and to take on this new opportunity. And as soon as you understand that, it will give it will give your prospective audience an opportunity to do to to pursue the exact same journey where they're like yeah you know that that happened to me too like there's probably going to be a few people out there in this planet that are going to say you know what i'm so tired of watching my businesses collapse too i'm so tired of um working on these opportunities in nine to five like one thing i know and this is where my opportunities come in i know that if i pursue a nine to five job that I'm probably gonna, I think it's a risk-free environment. The reality is, is I have one employer that could terminate me at will and put me in massive risk. Um, I know that um, my income is potential is capped because I know that there's different levels of, of economics. And if you're down in the trenches, being the, uh, being the technician, there is, no matter how good of a technician you are, there's a ceiling basically on what technicians get paid, but there's no ceiling on what you can make in sales for the right company. And there's no ceiling on what you can make as an entrepreneur. But if I want to go and buy like some engineering expertise, I'm gonna do it like Raytheon does. I'm gonna go out there and buy a pound of expertise. I'll go buy 10 pounds of this one and five pounds of that one. I'm just gonna go buy it. I'm gonna, I think of it as a piece of meat. I'm just gonna go slump slice off the piece I need, buy that expertise, boom, got it. Okay, thank you, move on. Buy this slice, move on, got it, boom, thank you, move on. But in the end, my business can take and propel and perpetuate and can move forward. And so that's one of the things that you're gonna run into. But here's the thing, with when, when this is the piece that you've gotta, this is where a lot of people fall off they go sideways. This is where they, this is where they lose their cadence. Okay. And is you got to know your backstory and you've got to be able to share your backstory, but people, people are willing to share their external um, desires such as um, I want to make money. I, yeah, I want to, I want to uh, move, move back to Utah. I want to, um, I want to be with my family. Right. 
but part of the internal desires that people are afraid of is um, like saying, it's very, there's a good chance I could fail here, right? Nobody wants to admit that. Um, nobody wants to admit that they might be terrified. I tell you, I was terrified. I was scared. I was scared. I was scared crapless because I didn't know how to solve my own problem. I just know that I left on a, on, on faith that I could figure it out somehow. And I didn't know how, um, but you're going to have these internal struggles. It's the, the external is what everybody, everybody's comfortable talking about, but it's the internal struggle that allows you to connect with another human being where they can finally say, God, me too. I feel the same way. It's, it's a conversation. It's a conversation that they're having in their head. Okay. It's a conversation they're having in their head, but they're not willing to talk about out loud. And as soon as you enter that conversation, you open the door for them to connect. And so that's when you go into what we'll call the next thing is, is, is you talk about the wall. Like what's the thing that you, what's the thing that you ran into that almost stole your success from you? The thing that you ran into, because there's always difficulty. And sometimes we want to gloss over some of these things. It's like, oh yeah, like I was awesome. I moved to Utah, I was awesome. Yeah, everything's awesome, right? Because nobody can connect, nobody can relate to that because nobody has awesome, awesome, awesome all the time. They have these things they run into. And so you've got to allow somebody to see what you ran into so that they can experience it. Um, and then they have to be able to, as you saw in my story, my aha moment was, I'm tired of seeing these things crumble. What if I created cells online so that I could have a business that would, that would perpetuate itself? And so that's my wall that I ran into, or that's my epiphany that I came onto. So then we stepped into the, the vegan boss lady. And so like right now I've got, we created the plan for the vegan boss lady. Then I created the, the or my wife and I created the 28 day vegan.com challenge. Okay. And this right here is this is our new plan. This is the new strategy. So we had the epiphany of online. All right, so here's the new plan. One of the things that we're doing inside our, our community now is I'll show you some of the details of, of what we're doing so that you can see kind of behind the scenes as this story is unraveling. Because what you're seeing is, and what I'm sharing with you is the live experience, the actual things that I'm going through so that you can you can see it, you can see what's working, and you can save yourself a whole lot of time and, and pain and stuff because I know you want to make the money. I know that if you're listening to this, you're pursuing an opportunity similar to this, and you don't want to sit there and spin your wheels and waste time. And so I can appreciate that. And so let me take and I'll take and put you behind the scenes a little bit, and you can see what we're doing, okay? Um, if you, if you want to see this and you're not being able to see this, you can go to www.ragstorichestransformation.com. So ragstorichestransformation.com. And this is where I'm taking and I am, I'm, I'm recording all the stuff. I'm recording the audio, the video, so that you can, you could end up seeing both of them. But this is where I'll take you behind the scenes so that you can see what I'm doing. And so what, what we've done is we've created this 28 day V 
28 day vegan challenge. Okay. And we are, we're trying to use two very important tactics. Okay. Which is scarcity and urgency. Two of the things that are, are, are some of the most important assets that you have to cause somebody to take and to buy. You got to create, you got to weave the story so that you get interested. But what you're going to discover is people are going to sit around and they're going to make every excuse not to move. They're going to make excuse after this. Oh, I don't have to do it yet. I don't have to do this yet. I don't have to do this yet. Right. And what they have to, you got to put like Jeff Walker's like, he's like, you got to put the fear of God in them. Okay. He's like, you got to scare them into moving. And once you've put fear in them, I mean, it sounds mean, right? But, but they're not going to move unless they're, they're like pushed. And so what you're going to see is to start causing this movement to take place. You're going to see that we created on this, we created this vegan boss lady 28 day challenge. I'm split testing this page. I'll show you the other one, but this is the challenge. Vegan boss lady 28 day challenge and Roland opens for April 29, 2019. You can see the dates are off because today today is when it changed. So we're, we're pushing the, the new dates out for another two weeks to start the next challenge. But you can see that this is it. It counts down. This is when you can get in. Okay, boom. It'll take you and it'll kick you off and then it'll move into the new one. We did this to start creating scarcity and urgency. And what we're looking to do is just get people to take action. And I'll show you, people, once, this, once we started putting this in the format of a challenge with a countdown timer, trying to drive behavior, we started seeing cells when we started seeing things start to take place inside our funnel, okay? Here is the other one I did. This is, this is interesting because like you saw, on, you saw on this funnel, there's a lot more words, a lot more words. Um, I've got the order form on the left side of the page on the right side of the page. I've got, here's what you get kind of stepping down through the process. I got a couple of video test or a couple of testimonials in there that people have given me. And on this page right here, what's funny is, is this page is, it's much simpler. It's much cleaner. And I'll show you a few things that, that are inside here and some of the, the things that we're using to induce behavior. So it's still got the countdown timer on. Okay. So I come down here and I start trying to reverse the risk on them by saying, Oh, 30 day, no money back guarantee, hundred percent secure. Like it's just words on page, but for some reason it appears to make people feel more comfortable to buy. And then I throw in Russell Brunson type, almost similar type stack. It's only 37 bucks. And I put this thing right here, click to download. Well, all it does is it scrolls them down to the actual order form. Now, here's what's funny about this order form. Take and observe. Is it asks for their contact information, okay? And then it says next. So it only allows them to digest a small portion of it. But you see this step number three right here? It says special offer. Well, are you curious what the special offer is? Wouldn't you like to know? Like, how are you gonna know what the special offer is? The only way to discover what my special offer is, is you've got to enter your contact information in advance to the steps. And so this is deliberately generating curiosity, big for making sales. This is intentionally and it's deliberately 
creating scarcity with this countdown timer on it. It is, in this particular case, it is, it is devoid. It has very little on here by way of copy or distractions. Like, it's, this is hard to get distracted on. It, there's, there's not a lot here. But here's the thing that's funny. Take you behind the scenes and just take a look at this, okay? So the first page that you took and looked at, one that had a lot of extra copy and stuff on it, I had three people come to that, zero bought. So 0% sales, right? On the variation, the one where I showed you it, it created curiosity because you couldn't see what the special offer was. It was, it was, it was clean. I have a 60% conversion rate. Five people came to the funnel, three, three people took it, 60% conversion rate. And you can see that in one day, that little funnel, it earnings per click is $34.22. It grossed 308 bucks off of a $37 uh, ticket item I've got in there. My average cart value is $100 or $154, okay? Let's see. Russell Brunson ended up saying that if you get upsells and all that stuff in there, that he got a 500% increase in sales. So $154 divided by 37 bucks, that is whopping four, 416%. So maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should say it's 316% increase in sales over the 37 bucks. Um, just because of the fact that I used the funnel with a set of upsells, that would take and create desires for people to buy. And so part of what you can see in, in, in here is the power of a funnel. Part of what you can see in here is the deployment of in, inside this, inside this, uh, this sales page. I didn't show you this particular sales page. It's got a story. It, it creates, it creates curiosity It induces, it induces, it's got a backstory in there. It's got, it's got some curiosity. It's got like I'm revealing secrets in there. I'm, I'm sharing with them things that I think would kind of, so to speak, like here, think of it kind of like this. Okay. There you're, you're going to hear Steven talk about creating a gap in somebody's mind. And if he can create a gap in somebody's mind, what he can do is he can then slide inside that gap and sell them. Okay. And part of the reason like think of yourself as like a ship, okay? And you're you're heading at a certain you're heading in a certain direction. But what you end up discovering is that your your the course you're on is incorrect. And so you end up discovering that you you should be on a course that's like three degrees, you know, to the right. Okay. Well, what happens is, is that's kind of the way your brain works and you're taking and you're channeling ahead and, and somebody comes in here and they reveal some secrets to you. They, they show you things that let, allows you to, to realize that the world is not the way you thought it was. And this, this, this three degrees difference is what creates the gap. But in this gap ends up becoming a void. And this is where, a, where you step in with your product and you close the gap so that they no longer have this void inside their mind. And it's, it's pretty much that's kind of what it is. I remember, I remember a story where there's this, this, this like military type boat, right? And he's like heading and he, in this direction and he sees this light and he's off. Hmm, 
well, they need to move, right? And so he's like, hey, he says, uh, radio up to that thing and tell it to move. And so he radios up and he says, hey, you guys need to move. And then back comes the answer, um, uh, you need to move. And, and like, the, the, like the admiral, right? He's like, what? Nobody tells me that I got to move. And so he's like, tell them I'm a war. No, he's like, tell them that I'm Colonel blah, blah, blah. I'm an admiral or something, right? I recommend you move. And the thing that comes back and it's like, I'm a seaman first class or something. And I recommend you move. And the guy's like, I'm livid at this point, right? And he's like, I'm on a destroyer. I'm coming and you will move. And the other guy comes back and goes, I'm a lighthouse. And the admiral's like, we're going to move. And so he changed courses, right? The dude created this gap in his head where he's like, holy snap, we're going in the wrong direction. So he created a gap. Like that might've been a good time to slide in there and sell this dude a GPS. Like, hey, bro. Have you, have you noticed that we were going to hit the lighthouse, dude? Like, how about you, uh, do you want a GPS? Maybe we can stop doing this crap, right? Because he created a gap because he now has, he now discovers that he's got this problem that he didn't know how to solve. That would have been the opportunity to slide in there and to sell this thing. And so that's, that's where our business is. We're in the business of creating gaps, okay? One, one of the things that you're going to want to – actually – here, here's something that I got confused on, okay? When, when, when I first was learning this stuff, what, what you're going to hear about is Epiphany Bridge script. You're going to hear about an origin story script, okay? And you're going to hear about, there might be another one. I can't remember what it is. Um, the reality is, is all, they're all the exact same script, okay? They're all the exact same script. Epiphany Bridge script, all it is, is it is designed to help you formulate a story using this, this proven script that Russell's got, okay? The origin story script is the Epiphany Bridge script. This is the exact same thing, but all it's, do, it's designed to do is to help you craft your own story, to craft your own script exact same thing it's just it, it kind of helps you get a different paradigm shift knowing that if you use the origin story it's talking about you how you discovered your opportunity why it's so awesome so then you can take and sell it the epiphany bridge script is like basically the same thing but you can use different somebody else's story you can use whatever it's 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 the epiphany or the aha moment that you can use to help open create that gap in somebody's mind when you, when you look at these, when you look at these scripts, okay, the thing that you're going to want to know about this, this is, this is like, I think of it like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, why do I say a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Because there, there's a process to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like I don't first put peanut butter on the counter and then I don't spread jelly or and then slap two pieces of bread on because right, that wouldn't work. The script is the process to do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And if you follow the script, in the end, you wind up with a sandwich. And you can sell a sandwich, but you're going to have a hard time selling peanut butter on the counter, okay? It's the same thing with, like, you can change the oil on your car. There's a process to change the oil on your car. Every, everything 
in life seems to follow a pattern of like physics or science or something or another and which causes certain things to take place and the art of selling seems to have follow the exact same principles and for people that are into engineering and the science and to all kinds of stuff this is actually very comforting like even if you're a guy and you're reloading bullets there is a there is a system and a process to reload bullets so that you can do it safely when I bake a cake, there's a process, there's a system. All of these things have a system. And we don't have to buck the system. All we have to do is understand the system and then take that system and turn it into um, follow it. Is just, follow, just follow the recipe. That's all it is. It's a recipe. Now, one thing that you're going to want to be aware of, it appears that at this point in the journey, people get discouraged and they end up getting overwhelmed. Like, I wouldn't get overwhelmed. The way, the way I ended up combating this is because I can see that this would be overwhelming. I literally, I went to ClickBank. I found a website that makes sense, okay? Knew I could model that website. I modeled that website. Um, and, then, and then I started using it. Um, because at least, I, at least I built something. At least I created something and got it out the door. One of the things that I know that if I would have done this better I ended up buying lots of products, lots of training tutorials and stuff. But I think if I would have hired somebody that could have held, held my hand and saved me from doing a lot of simple, stupid mistakes, I think I could have gotten through this process faster. But in hindsight, you don't think of it. Um, but I, but looking back now, I can see that having somebody that could have looked over my shoulder and, and kind of guided me a little bit would have helped because as I read and I studied different things, I kind of had these epiphanies and I'm like, oh crap, I missed that thing. Part of the reason I'm doing this, tr these trainings so you can do it and you can follow this with the one follow away challenges. Um, there's, there's things like where Steven's at, where Julia's at, where these guys are at in the game. They, they, tr they're doing their best to remember where they were. Okay. But the reality is, is they're, they're, they're stepped off of it from a few years, okay? I share this because I'm not stepped off. I'm stepping in it. Like, like I'm stepping in it. There's, there's things that are going on here that I'm showing you, like, real time that I stepped in this. Don't step in that. It, like, they forgot to tell me, but I stepped in and it stunk, okay? And that's part of what I, that's why I'm, that's a lot of what I'm doing is to help bridge this gap that I know that you're going to experience doing this one follow away challenge. Anyway, so um, you're going to be able to see all, you go to ragstherichestransformation.com. Um, you're going to see I've got all these different trainings in there. I'm going to take, there, there's some things in there that they didn't show you um, that I'm going to help you with, okay? Like, I'm not going to get into, well, I'll give you one for example. Like one of them they didn't talk about is how to do uh, your autoresponder. Um, they didn't talk about getting your email set up whatnot. In fact, I, I created a training. You can look on YouTube for what's better, um, Active Campaign, Actionetics, or Actionetics MD. And I put that out there because it's one of these things I know that you're going to have a gap on and you're going to be wondering which one's going to suit you better. And so there's a lot of these little things that you're going to probably, that would be very helpful if you could somebody could kind of hold your hand. And so what these trainings are going to do is give you that opportunity to get that little handhold which to me would make a huge difference. So anyway, rags, there's transformation. Um, let's go make this happen, man. Talk to you later. Bye.